Welcome to the Bible Ball, where we unpack the jewels of God's Word. I'm Jason. And I'm Katrina. And today we're continuing our series, Understanding Christian Concepts, by talking about forgiveness. Now, this episode focuses on the first few verses of the story from last episode. So as a refresher, here's our passage. We're rereading Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 20. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. So what does Jesus include about forgiveness here? One of the first things he addresses here is bringing attention to the sin, not in public or with others, but with the individual privately. If that doesn't work, then we are to include others to inform the individual of their sin. And then finally, we include the church. So if the individual refuses to repent and ask for forgiveness, then the church is actually able to withhold forgiveness. This is what's known as the Office of the Keys, which Jesus repeats here and which he discussed with the disciples just a couple chapters earlier in chapter 16. We read that chapter, actually, during our discussion of Peter's confession of who Jesus is. I really like that hierarchy of private, then to the church, and then further on. Can you go more into depth on the Office of the Keys? What is that? The Office of the Keys refers to the binding and loosening of things on earth and therefore in heaven. So loosening refers to forgiveness, while binding refers to a lack thereof. I think it's interesting that Jesus included that, as we're often told that Christianity just blindly forgives everything. I mean, how often are we thought of as saying, well, you have to forgive this, forgive that, always providing forgiveness. But as we discussed with salvation, forgiveness is a gift that must be accepted. We receive forgiveness for our sins when we accept the forgiveness Jesus offers to us. Therefore, we too are called upon to offer forgiveness, though that forgiveness isn't always accepted. In the context of what Jesus is talking about in chapter 18, the brother did not repent for the wrong he caused, despite being talked to by the person he wronged, witnesses, and then the church, all of whom tried to point out the sin so that he understood he was in the wrong. He didn't ask for forgiveness, and therefore the sin was bound. However, in conjunction with the command to forgive seventy times seven times, which we discussed in the context episode, we are commanded to always offer forgiveness so that if the individual who committed the sin has had a change of heart and asks for forgiveness, then at that point we're to forgive, no matter how long it's been. By continuing to offer forgiveness, we keep ourselves out of the bitter prison of grudges and anger that we allow ourselves to be free of such negative consumption. However, we shouldn't 
torture ourselves if someone refuses to accept the forgiveness we offer. Yeah, that's an important distinction. So to recap, we are to inform anybody that wrongs us of their sin to give them a chance to repent. If after several attempts they still refuse to repent for what they've done, then they're not forgiven because they did not accept the gift of forgiveness that we offered. However, we are to continue to offer this gift to them so that they may be forgiven if they decide to repent. Remember the imagery from when we talked about salvation. It's the gift sitting on your front porch. They just have to accept it. They just have to come to the front porch, open the door, and repent. Recognize that they did that wrong. But you'll leave that package on the front porch. I think it's also incredibly important to note that repentance is a complete turning away from and sincere desire to change. Forgiveness should be given to those who sincerely and truly repent. It has to be sincere. Unfortunately, there's plenty of people who will fake their repentance just to get what they want. So this can be tricky to navigate sometimes. And if you're struggling with it, know you're not alone. And God will help you figure it out. You're welcome to reach out to us, your local pastor, your church community, or another trusted source if it really helps to talk it all out. Any thoughts on that? I mean, that's completely true. I I get that there's a lot of circumstances out there that it is very difficult to to be able to forgive and to much less continue to offer it for as long as it lasts. And then, you know, forgiveness is supposed to be, if we look at Jesus' example, forgiveness is supposed to be complete when it's asked for, when it's accepted. It should be 100% forgiven. There shouldn't be any remaining grudge. And as humans, we frankly struggle with that. I know that I certainly do. I, I tend to remember things that hurt me like many of us do. But Jesus set the example that we should completely forgive if repentance is there. But the example is also set that if they don't accept forgiveness, if they say that they were in the right and they just continue going, and in actuality, according to God's word, they were in the wrong, then you guys don't have to torture yourselves over it. Let God do what he does. Let them let him work in their hearts and pray that someday they will be able to be able to accept that forgiveness and free themselves from the prison that you have hopefully already been freed from. Yeah. I think in addition to that, it's important to recognize when you are in the wrong, if you are in the wrong. It's not easy to figure that out sometimes, or it's not easy to recognize that. But once again, God will help you figure it out. So Definitely. And I mean, Jesus sets a precedent for that too. And one passage, I'm forgetting the verse and uh, chapter and book at the moment, but Jesus at one point said, fix the log in your own eye before you fix the speck in your brother's. Yeah, exactly. So definitely double check that you're in the right. And if you're in the right, inform your brother that they are in the wrong and pray that they will in turn accept forgiveness. Yep, exactly. 
And I believe that brings us to the end of today's episode. But next week, we will actually be talking about prayer and what prayer is and what it means and the power that it gives us as Christians. So if you'd like to get in touch with us for any reason, especially leading up to that episode, please be sure to head over to our Instagram page at the Bible Vault Podcast, excuse me, and shoot us a message. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for joining us today on the Bible Vault. God bless, and we'll see you next time.